And always happy to say good morning to Thomas Mulcair, former leader of the federal NDP and now CTV News Talk 1010 political analyst. Good morning, Thomas Mulcair. Good morning, John Moore. All right. So we actually sent you a column this morning that I quite enjoyed reading on the weekend that I think neatly summarizes everything that went wrong in the last 10 days in Ottawa. And the author does not take any any sides, really. I mean, it's Althea Raj. Uh, uh, it was a bad week for the Liberals, it was a crappy week for the NDP, and it was a crappy week for the Conservatives. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and Althea Raj uh, tends to tilt in, in favor of the Liberals, but even she has to look at the week that Justin Trudeau had and just go, oh, come on, you've got to be kidding. You know, it really was a bad week, but it's interesting because it shows that Trudeau's got a bit of experience. He really did have an awful week. He had to keep punching through, made a big announcement. You know, we've got another battery factory for, for you know, electric cars, and it's going to be in Quebec, this one. And Trudeau was there at the announcement at the end of the week, and he got nothing but questions, uh, you know, about the applause for a, a former Nazi uh, in Canadian Parliament. So he, he couldn't c- catch a break. They had a, a really darn good announcement on housing that got completely buried. So Trudeau understands that there's an arc to this type of story, that it's going to come and it's going to go, but he's really had a, an awful week. I'm not so sure that the NDP ha- had such a bad week, although they're going to probably have to start having some internal discussions about when they cut the cord, because at some point they're going to have a lot of trouble explaining to voters why they shouldn't vote liberal in the next election, because the NDP has been voting for them. So what have you got to say against the guys you've been in bed with for a couple of years? That's going to be a tough one for Jagmeet Singh. And of course, the, the conservatives pushed their luck a little bit uh, on this thing, you know, constantly trying to tag Trudeau personally with it, when everybody who's been in Parliament, John, knows that this was indeed the sole responsibility of the speaker, but it's not going to stop people from Andrew, like Andrew Scheer and uh, Pierre Poilievre from trying to personalize it to Trudeau, although I don't think that worked, actually. When do you think we get out of this particular spasm, or do we, you know, the whole aftermath of the Nazi business? Well, the aftermath of the Nazi business is only getting trickier this week because really credible people like Erwin Kotler, a former justice minister and a really respected guy, are saying, okay, 40 years ago we had this commission of inquiry by former Quebec Chief Justice Jules Deschamps into war criminals present in Canada. And it's interesting, John, if you go to the actual document, it's the choice of terms. I knew Jules Deschamps and he's a top-notch guy and he he uses the following slightly different terms to describe it. he says there's a first part that is designed to be made public he used the word designed in english and then the second part which is destined to be confidential so it was interesting because he said he crafted it in such a way that the first part could be made public because of course a lot of the names and the people and everything that get mentioned in there they haven't had their individual day in court. This is him looking at the public record. And on the other one, he says, okay, I'm just, I'm just putting this behind a, you know, behind a, a steel door. But now there are really serious calls to have all of this made public. Now, you can be sure that 40 years later, even at the time, like most of the people were, were dead, but you can imagine today, the, the example that we have from last week, somebody who went in at the age of 18 in the middle of the Second World War and is now 98, there are not going to be a lot of those. So it becomes a question of whether or not communities will feel targeted, cultural communities, you know, individuals may be named, but what about their families? You know, they've done nothing. And would there have been another explanation? The actual SS unit, Galicia, um, that the person who was applauded last week was part of, 
is specifically mentioned in the Duchenne report as not having collectively committed war crimes. So it really becomes a question of, okay, how much do you make public? And if you make all of it public, for, for people who never, you know, were not even here anymore and never had a chance to give their version or were never found guilty of anything, it becomes quite tricky. So the federal government hasn't given any clear indication whether or not they're going to make the whole thing public. Uh, let's turn to Mark Carney, former governor uh, yeah. of the Bank of Canada and the Bank of England. And yep. it should be noted that he may have political ambitions. I'm not convinced. <laughs> but as, oh, may, maybe. Yeah. Just as maybe. as our uh, friend Tasha Kiridan says, <laughs> yeah. he has yeah. jump-started the Trudeau death watch. Yeah. I mean, that was a rough title, but boy, you got people reading her article, which is a great article, by the way, and a, a wonderful portrait of a great guy. I mean, I... <laughs> I've gotten to know Mark Carney. I had him twice to the University of Montreal, where, where I teach, uh, John, and this guy just wows a crowd. Uh, I had him into an individual class, uh, you know, a, a graduate class, and again, every you know, this guy's just great. And for the first event that I had him to, it was a major speech that he gave. I was blown away at how he was able to maintain his French. I mean, he's got good French, despite having spent years in England. I don't know what he did to, to keep it up, but I, I can tell you, the guy was really impressive. He's very engaging. I don't know if he'd be good at, and I'm doing this in air quotes, kissing babies, you know, the, the retail <laughs> part of politics. I don't know if he's he'd be good He's a bit prickly. Uh, well, he, he's actually... He's down to earth. Um, he, he he was raised in the Northwest Territories, eh? Canadian. Uh, he was the goalie. He, he, he went to Oxford, but he was the goalie of the hockey team. You know, I mean, he's that guy. You know, his dad was a school principal, I think, or a teacher up there. And he's just a, a down-to-earth guy. But he's he's just mastered so many ins and outs of the world with regard to the economy and finance. He's way ahead. And... He's got tremendous credibility on the issue of climate change. So if you were to send down to central casting for somebody who could replace Trudeau and take over and cover up Trudeau's weakest points, Trudeau is incredibly weak on the economy. Remember in the last campaign, said, oh, I don't want to discuss fiscal policy. No, maybe you should, because it's going to have a lot of effect on your political future, because inflation is really starting to ramp up. And so he, he's got the ability to talk about that. He's got incredible connections to the world of finance but at the united nations this guy is considered the top dog in terms of you know zero greenhouse gas increases and he knows this stuff cold something that trudeau simply doesn't know trudeau masters that he can roll with the punches he can fake it but and he has hasn't gotten it done so carney would be able to talk to bay street but he'd also be able to talk to you know, young, younger Canadians who are really worried about the climate and, and the future. So I think that this guy has everything that the Liberals could possibly want. But of course, there's a certain Justin Trudeau who's there for now, and he yeah. hasn't given an indication that he's going anywhere. So we'll see how that works out. By the way, one tiny detail. In the 2021 campaign, the last federal election, they pushed so hard to get Carney to run in a very safe Ottawa area seat. They were really willing to push somebody out of that seat to, to get Carney in. And Carney just lifted his nose at it. And what I heard on background is, why would you go and work for Justin Trudeau? Because he'd have to carry all of that weight with him. When Christia Freeland does run for the eventual leadership to replace Trudeau, she carries the full baggage of Trudeau's term of office, which, of course, Carney wouldn't. So it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on, on Mark Carney. Okay. Um, I found myself uh, accidentally perhaps scolding the defense minister in person on uh, on <laughs> I Friday. heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> on Truth Social. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the feds want to take a billion dollars away from 
from the defense yes, budget. And the minister insists this is all about bloat. But I just yes. think <laughs> it's a bad idea and the timing is even worse. Here, here, John Moore. It's a bad idea, and the timing is awful. And our, all of our allies in NATO are a little bit upset with us right now, but the Americans are, are beyond upset. I mean, they know that we can't even you know, put together a full division and send it in if we had to. We are at our lowest ebb. It's a scandal. It's a shame. Bill Blair, good man. You know, he's very used to dealing with people in uniform, and he's unfortunately become far too used to being a politician now because he just gives these baffle gab answers. When is a billion dollars not a billion dollars? Well, when Bill Blair says it's not a billion dollars, of course, they've been told to cut a billion dollars from the defense budget. And of course, every single person in the Canadian Armed Forces is really upset about this, and all Canadians should be very upset about this. They can spin it any way they want. It's not true. We're we're at 1.3% of GDP. So 1.3% of our gross domestic product product goes to defense. It is a requirement of our NATO allies that we get to 2%. At Vilnius recently, Anita and and Justin Trudeau said, we're getting to 2%, and instead we're cutting a billion dollars. There's no way for them to snow all of our partners in NATO on this one, John. It's it's shameful. Thank you, sir. What a pleasure. Have a good week. Thomas Mulcair. It's a Mulcair Monday. Thomas Mulcair is the former leader of the opposition in Ottawa, now a professor and analyst.